The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't vote. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, I am a boat. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this. I hate the work of those who fall away. My mouth I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and right there at the top of the page, you'll see two videos. One on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday afternoon. You can see that up until 3 o'clock, at which time he'll go live. Uh, yes, I'm telling you I'm live, but I do that so I don't mention pre-record and mess my whole scheme up, okay? But this is our show here that we had on Wednesday, but this is where we'll be streaming live. Just click on the play button there, enlarge it on whatever device you've got, and then click on the Rumble icon. Join us in there. We're also streaming on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're on beforeitsnews.com at the top of the page there. DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. 
Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and if you got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV over there. And while you're over at SunsLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live, you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those a day, no renting or selling of your or spamming of your email. Get one of them a day. And then if you agree with our message, you want to help keep us out there on radio, on internet, and out among the states as we go and, and let people know about our Christian constitutional heritage, uh, you can do that with the donate button at the top of SunsLibertyMedia.com. You can make a one-time donation. Or if you want to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, you can do that as well. And then our store is available. If you guys want some of the great uh, conversation starters that we've got or some of the educational tools as well, that's available this week through Saturday at midnight. We're highlighting Bradley's My War comic book, um, normally $15, but this week through Saturday at midnight, if you use the promo code COMIC10, that's COMIC and the number 10, all one word, uh, you'll get 15, no, you'll get 10% off. That's why you have 10. You'll get 10% off. This is not a cheap little comic book either. This is done by former DC Comics artist Danny Bulinati and uh, high quality, quality paper. This will be great for somebody in, who is young uh, in your life, as well as somebody who's old who likes comics. Uh, it's a great testimony that uh, Bradley has. And so you can pick that up again Saturday night through midnight uh, with the promo code COMIC10. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Now, you know, this past week we've had this sort of bombshell this blew up and uh, talking about Venom. And, um, of course, we talked about it with Kate, our health and wellness expert, on Saturday. And, yes, there's plenty of evidence to show that at least studies have been done. We know other products have been made to treat people with different types of venom, specifically snake venom. And there's some other venoms that have been used as well. And many of you have seen the Watch the Water documentary with uh, Sue Peters and Brian Artis. And uh, Dr. Artis has been kind enough to join us this morning. I want to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty, man. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here. And it's exciting to be participating in a podcast that's based out of South Carolina. (laughs) I actually actually graduated high school in South Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville Greenville is just down the road from me, literally. Um, It's probably maybe an, um, an hour or so. Just down the road. In fact, I used to do a lot of work in Greenville when I did uh, um, fire systems and stuff like that. We had a big condo complex that was down there that we worked on as well. So that's 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 neat. So where are you based out of right now? I'm in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. From, but I graduated from Eastside High School in Taylor, South Carolina. And hey. I spent, and I spent every weekend on Lake Hartwell, literally skiing, boating, all that stuff. That's what I... Spent most of my life doing and playing basketball. Nonsense. Did you did you go to did you go to high school in South Carolina or North Carolina? Yeah, I went to high school in uh, Taylor's, South Carolina, okay. which is just outside of Greer and Greenville. Yeah, yeah, I know where Taylor's is. All right, well, great. Uh, well, we're we're pretty close then, even though you're in Texas. <laughs> All right, I'm in Texas now, y'all. <laughs> well, listen, why don't we start this out this way? Because what I want I want to get a couple of things here. Um, because I know a lot of people have had a lot of questions. You came back on and you addressed some of those. You were unflinching in that. Um, you're holding to a, a particular theory that you put out there be, from the evidence that you've seen. But what what started you on this course? We had the ladies from uh, Big Sky Liberty Alliance who had you, I think, out in Montana last last year. And we had them on earlier this year when they were bringing Dr. Peter McCulley in. And they, they mentioned they brought you in. And that qual- that caused quite a stir. But what got you into this? Because behind the scenes, there's something that's driving you, and it's not just a health issue. It's really personal for you. Can you tell people a little bit about your story? 
Yeah, I'd love to. I actually did a, an interview for a documentary about six months ago in Colorado, and this documentary filmmaker said, hey, we're going to take a pause, and I want you five doctors, attorneys, to all answer why it is you're doing this. And Dr. Eric Naputi started. Thomas Renz chimed in. Both of them said the same thing. We got in this because we could see that the freedoms and liberties of the world could be stripped away from our children. And when they didn't want them growing up in a world like this. And I actually went like this. I looked at both of them, Christiana Northrup's to my right. And I said, uh, that's really nice of you to say you're thinking about your children. I didn't, I haven't thought about my children in two years and I have five of them. I said, I'm doing this strictly out of vengeance. And they all busted up laughing. Christiana Northrup started laughing. She goes, well, Dr. Artie, you know, in the new Testament, they talk about something called righteous anger. And I looked at her and I said, uh, well, you can call it whatever you want. I just call it vengeance. They murdered my father-in-law in a hospital in February of 2020 before COVID even got to Texas. They said he had the flu. They put him on three antibiotics, one of which shut down his kidneys in 24 hours, got worse over five hours. Uh, he went on and onto a ventilator to breathe. He couldn't breathe as a result of the shutting down his kidneys and flooding his lungs with water. I challenged the hospital. They kicked me out of the hospital after I made changes to the protocols. And he became conscious for the first time in 48 hours, came off the vent, could breathe on his own. When we got home that night, the hospital administrators told the attending doctors they are going to cancel the changes we made that day and to go back on the previous protocol. Next morning, they had security kick me out of that hospital. And then they murdered my father-in-law over the next 48 hours, ending with a overdose of morphine, which is deadly and a controlled in a lock box. They don't even let you use it without two people unlocking the box as witnesses to this deadly drug under the guise of what they called uh, palliative care. It's not palliative care. They're actually euthanizing you with drugs that paralyze your ability to breathe, paralyzes your diaphragm and your heart. It was the most traumatic thing I've ever, ever experienced. Three months into literally February to May, I literally spent every day building my case of how I was going to take all those people down or murder someone in their families for taking away a loved one in my family. I wanted them to all feel the pain I did. And then something happened. I got alerts on my phone that more people were dying in hospitals in May of 2020. In record numbers, more people were dying in hospitals across America more than any other country in the whole world from a virus called COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. I wasn't paying attention to any of that. I was just pissed. And only to, and when I saw it, I was like this. I looked at these alerts on my phone and I was thinking, how is it possible America is failing more than any other country at keeping its citizens alive? Really, we suck more than any other country. Just so you know, we still suck more than any other country. All of the, America, as the only country that has more than a million people dead from COVID, wake up, people. They're doing something wrong here compared to everybody else. We're the only ones. All right. So it made me angry. I wanted to know what they were doing to people in hospitals. Imagine my shock when I get on the NIH's website and find out that they're using this drug called remdesivir in May of 2020. And Anthony Fauci on May 1st of that same month put out an alert to the whole world or all of American hospitals that they're only allowed to use one drug and one drug only that he said was proven safe and effective against Ebola virus in Africa. And he hyperlinked the study. And then it said, 
There's a second study against COVID-19 patients from from January to March of 2020 that he said in that study it was proven safe and effective also. Well, I was retired. All I did was click the studies. I had time to do so sitting at home. I didn't know anything about this experimental drug at the time that all I learned was not FDA approved ever, never proven safe or effective by the FDA in multiple trials for years. All of a sudden, it works. I wanted to know why. So I clicked the studies. Imagine my shock when I found out that the Ebola trial had four drugs in it for a year. And that study ran from November of 2018 to December 2019. And halfway through that study, the Independent Safety Board found, looking at the actual data, that of the four experimental drugs being used in four regions of Africa, they found there was only one of the four that killed over 50% of everyone they gave that drug to. The other three drugs had a mortality rate less than 50%. And they said, as a result, because it was so deadly and ineffective, they pulled it from the trial and weren't letting anybody get that drug anymore in the trial. And then I looked to see who funded the study. Anthony Fauci did. So a year earlier, in August of 2019, Anthony Fauci would have been told, your study, your funding, buddy, uh, the remdesivir drug was found to be the most deadly and the least effective. In fact, the drug that was found to be the most effective and least deadly was Regeneron, a monoclonal antibody in that study. So imagine all of a sudden, all of my anger and my pissed offness that doctors in Dallas killed my father-in-law, that all of a sudden, I didn't know what happened. All of a sudden, it actually got centered on someone else. And it was Anthony Fauci is, a, is lying to all of you. It wasn't found safe and effective. All he said was, it's safe and effective against Ebola. That wasn't true. It was a flat-out lie. Then I looked at the second study. Imagine my shock, 10 days of remdesivir given in January to 2020 to March of 2020. They gave 53 COVID-19 patients 10 days of remdesivir. 31% of all of them developed multiple organ failure, kidney failure, septic shock, and hypotension. And several people couldn't even take the drug for 10 days because it killed their kidneys and they needed emergency kidney transplant. I was pissed because in the media... March and April of 2020, in the epicenter of New York for a COVID outbreak in America, all the doctors were in the news saying the same thing. We've never seen a respiratory virus ever when we start treating it, causing such severe acute kidney failure than this one. It wasn't the virus. It was remdesivir. And yes, I got angry. I was so mad, so mad. I hired a publicist out of D.C., to put me in the media everywhere on my own dime for four months. And I did like 30, 40 like interviews every day from my house in my dining room over and over and over and over and over. I just needed to get it off my chest that they're going to kill you in hospitals. And I'm not okay with that. Why would I be okay with that? Amen. That's right. Yeah. So, so I went into the media, told you all about it. And then after about four months, I was like, okay, I'm done paying $4,000 a month for somebody to give me interviews. I'm done. It's off my chest. I hope it saves lives, but I was done. I had no idea who was seeing it and all my interviews I was paying to get on. I didn't know. And then I got a, my wife got a Facebook message from Rainier Fulmick a week after I stopped doing interviews. And uh, he was mega disturbed by my interviews about remdesivir. 
And this is where the whole thing took off. I then realized the world's watching these. They made it all the way to Germany. And now I've been asked to be deposed by Dr. Rainier Fulmick and his group out of Germany, who's wanting to hold Nuremberg 2.0 trials around the world for crimes against humanity. Yeah, I'm going to show up for that. So I did. That was viewed by millions of people. And a lot of people didn't know about remdesivir. Well, the whole world knows right now who Dr. Artis is because of remdesivir. I'm called the remdesivir guy. I've been asked to testify in like eight state capitol buildings the last eight or last three months, four months. Me and Peter McCullough were just in Pennsylvania testifying there too. And I was asked before the Senate in the Capitol building by Peter McCullough. He asked me to handle the part when the senator said, what do we do now for medical doctors and hospitals? What do we do? And he turned to me, Peter McCullough, and said, we're going to let Dr. Artis handle that one. And the retired chiropractor. Y'all haven't seen that interview. It's gone around the world. Uh, I was very, very bold in my protection of the medical profession and being allowed to practice medicine and stop punishing them. So this isn't new for me. I'm tired of them murdering people, innocent people. And I didn't want anybody to feel what I felt. So any of you who wonder why it is I came out with this stuff, every day I'm consumed with trying to solve this mystery y'all are calling COVID-19. And oh my God, imagine what happened when Dr. Richard Bartlett, December 1st, sends me a text and says randomly, hey doc, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? He had no idea what was going to happen to me. You have to understand, I'm trying to solve the riddle of the all of COVID this whole time. And I hate the vaccines. I hate the protocols for the hospitals. I hate the lockdowns, the mandates. I've spoken out against all of it everywhere around this world, digitally and everywhere in America, physically, on my own dime. I'm not, this war's not over, man. Well, he sent me this text. And it did something to me. Are you okay with me explaining what happened to me? Yeah, sure. Or, or you can, this is your show. You can tell me to be quiet. Yeah. And just <laughs> no, well, we ha- look, we, we have you on the show to tell the show. I mean, it's a family show, but, uh, but uh, you know, I understand the desire for vengeance. Of course, the Bible says vengeance is God's, but we want justice. And God's justice is not like man's justice. It's one that uh, in situations where you're engaged in murder, you don't get a stint for the rest of your life, three hots and a cot at the expense of everybody else, including the families, you get a dirt nap. You get to go see the judge. So I, I'm with you in that. And, and uh, you know, we, just to let you know, we had Stephen Spivey on. I don't know if you are familiar with Extortion 17 and what happened there. Largest loss of life in, in the Afghan war. We lost 17 Navy SEALs, uh, several Rangers and, and some National Guard guys. And um, Stephen came on last year in August uh, at the anniversary of that, August 6th. And he was releasing Fallen Angel, which was a documentary on that. And three months later, he goes to the hospital with, quote unquote, COVID symptoms, which whatever that is now. Uh, I, I just I think the whole thing is is a play up to get the shots in people. And of course it is. my thought is my thought has always been this rollout of 5G technology is having a lot of effect on the body. And then people are getting sick because no, all these other things went away. I don't, I don't want to get into that, but but that's where it was. But they gave, they put him in the hospital. He was just fine. He just had some, they called them COVID symptoms, gave him remdesivir and it killed him. And we're talking about, it wasn't, it wasn't a week. It wasn't two weeks. It was just that quick. It killed him. So I'm, I'm familiar with some people. And now, whereas when things started out, you couldn't find anybody that had quote unquote COVID. 
but now you know somebody everywhere who's been affected by these shots, whether they're dead or whether they've had adverse effects. But but go ahead and continue with what you had there. Yeah, I just want uh, you guys to know that, uh, just so you know, just because I was really angry and I wanted to go murder somebody, I didn't do it. Well, I, <laughs> I, just, I know, I know. I wanted to. I yep. was angry. I yep. was angry. So now I took that anger and I went like this. You know what? Let's just go protect a whole bunch of other people. So that's what I've been doing this whole time, trying to. So Richard Bartlett sends me a text. Hey, Doc, would you, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go get antivenom? And I have to tell you, I love Dr. Richard Bartlett. He's a buddy. He, uh, he sent me that for one reason. Uh, he was being told by colleagues that I was bad-mouthing a treatment for COVID-19 he was using in Odessa, Texas for months with 100% success, early treatment for COVID-19. I was asked to go on an InfoWars interview, and I did, the last week of November. And they wanted me to talk about monoclonal antibodies, what my thoughts were. And I said, well, I have some thoughts and I have some concerns, actually. I've got six studies that show monoclonal antibodies are derived from cancer cells of the spleens of pigs. I said, even if they work for COVID, my concern is long-term. What, what, what if it creates mutagenic effects and you develop cancer? I said, we have other things, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, corticoid, steroids, budesonide that work just fine. I, I think I'd rather use those than monoclonal antibodies. You know what Richard Bartlett did not do when he found out that I was bad-mouthing monoclonal antibodies? He didn't actually go into the media and start bashing me. He went just like, he knows me. So he went like this. How can I get Dr. Artis to realize that in a life-saving situation, he would actually turn to and trust monoclonal antibodies? I didn't know that's what the text was about. I just knew there must have been some motive why he sent me that. So, uh, Dr. Artis, would you, if you got bit by a rattlesnake, go to a hospital and get antivenom? My very first thought was, of course I would, Richard. Why are you sending me this? This is unrelated to COVID. So I actually went online. I knew he knew something about antivenom that he knew I did not. <laughs> as an ER doc, which he is, and has treated rattlesnake bites, I, as a chiropractor, I don't treat those. So I, I wanted to know what he knew about antivenom that he wanted me to learn without hating on me. <laughs> so I went, uh, what is antivenom? And to my shock, I learned that a lot of antivenoms are simply monoclonal antibodies. And I was like, oh, no, I was wrong. Oh, no. Okay, good. At least I only did one interview. And I was like, okay, great. I've learned my lesson. Yes, I would trust monoclonal antibodies in a life-saving situation. And that's all he was trying to get across. But what he didn't know until about a month ago when I did tell him, I said, you don't know what happened to me. A month ago, I told him, I said, you don't know what happened to me when you sent me that text. My whole life has changed. I mean, my whole life. You know how hard it's been to stand up on stages and talk about remdesivir, be in front of legislators the last three months, talking about remdesivir and hospital protocols with what I was surmising off of this text and spending 16 hours a day looking at? It has literally consumed my entire life for the last four months outside of my speaking and interviews. But what happened was this. I went like this. And everyone else should do it too. If monoclonal antibodies like Richard Bartlett just taught me can be used to treat successfully antivenom or used as antivenom to treat a snake bite. My brain went like this. If it works for snake venom, why is it working for COVID? I thought COVID was a virus from a bat. That's all it did. Well, Dr. Artis, like yeah, let me interject something here. Several, let's see, it's been at least a year and a half or so 
uh, when people start talking about these hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin, and we've got a, a registered nurse uh, who contributes to Sons of Liberty, and she called me up one day and she goes, Tim, these things are for parasites. They're not for viruses. And, you know, I got my whole question about the virus thing. I, I want, I'm dying to ask you if any of this has opened up thinking concerning the difference between germ theory and terrain theory uh, in some of that, too. Okay, good. I'm glad to see that. Because just in my experience, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV and didn't spend a night in Holiday Inn Express. But I did. With, I <laughs> in Holiday Inn Express. But, but me and my wife have 10 kids. And you see, you see the whole family can get sick or one or two can get sick and everybody be just fine. And it's so and, and they'll say, oh, these are viral infections. But I'm not so I'm just not sure about that. I'm thinking it's things that we take in. It's it's uh, food. And a lot of it has to do with what we eat, which is plain and simple. But I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that because that's what she brought up. I pitched that to Dr. Kaufman, Dr. Andrew Kaufman. And I think I sent your your person a, a video. I wanted to see what you thought about his his explanation of going through the main. I guess the main paper that you were you were deriving your stuff from. Uh, but he said, "Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting how that goes on." So now you've come to the conclusion that there, that venom is being used. You're you're thinking in the vials. Now I I heard that some anonymous scientist said it. I'd like to see the data for it. But I've heard that he's confirmed that or this person's confirmed that, and that it's possible it's in remdesivir. And, of course, we, I did an interview with Dr. Carrie Madej. She brought on three sheets of stuff where they analyzed the frequencies and the vials of the ones they were going to give to the 5- to 11-year-olds. And several of the components were weaponized. They knew they were weaponized. This, it looked like they threw everything they had but the kitchen sink. They might have thrown that in there, too, in these shots. Uh, so when, you're, when you bring out this issue of venom, what have you seen that actually goes beyond just you've seen studies on things to saying, hey, do we have any evidence that it's actually in there? Have we actually gotten some samples or anything like that yet? From the vaccines? Yes. Uh, the vaccines, yes, there are scientists that are reaching out, like with Dr. Jane Ruby, who gave her the information and data just a couple of days ago. They ran a whole show on it. Yep. He is... He is not yet confident enough to disclose his name, even though he's got three Pfizer vials undiluted, went through one of them, and snake venom's in them. So that's what he's confirmed. I will be getting my attorneys to help either provide protection to him, to help bring that forward into light. He's not the only Amen. one, though, that's reached, that's reached out to me bravely uh, that have said that multiple people who have high intel in Germany, in the government, in Germany, as scientists, and in Alberta, Canada, just in the last 48 hours, two different sources have reached out to me to say they can confirm they do have snake venoms in these vaccines. Uh, German scientists were warning their friends in January of 2022 this year, came to their house and told them, do not take these shots. I love you too much. I just came from some high intel uh, security clearance meetings, and they just disclosed that there's two venoms, snake venoms in the vaccine. So this, this, I am not the only one that knows this, by the way. If you haven't interviewed Dr. Tao Braun, this guy works in US, U.S. national counterterrorism. He wrote a letter. He trains FBI agents and CIA agents for a living in preventing mass killings. He, in June, June of this last year, wrote a letter dated June 22nd to the director of the FBI, who has been a colleague of his for years, and told him they keep saying this is a respiratory virus. It is not. It's envenomation. 
and I can prove it. FBI's response to him. I just learned about him like three weeks ago, Dr. Tao Braun. <laughs> His colleagues and trusted people that he works with sent him back a response, simply said in June 2021, received, period, thank you. So he decided he was going to go public with all of his research and knowledge. He said he's known it for two years. That's what they're doing, using venom as weapons in the vaccines. He actually thinks, I just said I thought it was in the water. He's convinced it's not in the water. He thinks they're just tying venom peptides, portions of the venom of king cobras and crate snakes, like scientists found originally in January and April of 2020, that the spike protein is these deadly little sequences of venoms. They call them peptides, and you can synthetically make these in labs around the world. They've been doing it for years. They just take these little sequences. He believes they've tied them to a virus with gain-of-function testing. And then he says it's not impossible. In fact, it's more plausible that Dr. Artis says they just put these peptides in water, and you're drinking it. That's what he says, and he's done multiple interviews with me. You should talk to him. He's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, but anyway, He believes it's all envenomation, and his biggest concern is that the people who've been vaccined, vaccined or vaccinated is the word, with these shots, he knows there's venom in them, snake venom. He said right now, and multiple people have already reached out to me who are doctors and scientists have said to me since this came out to light and all this is going to get exposed, they said you can buy aerosolized in a can, cobra venom. You just spray it in the air with a can. Say you what? It yeah. Yeah. I've had two people tell me this already, Dr. Talbron and another one. Her name's Kathleen. Anyway, she said, uh, both of them told me in the last couple of weeks, Dr. Talbron told me first, he goes, I don't know why the world wouldn't listen to him, Talbron. He said, but for some reason, God gave this to you without even knowing I existed. It's, it's impossible that you came up with this narrative without knowing me or having my data. And I said, no, all it took was God sending me a text. That's all I said. And he knew what I would do with it. And he said, I can't believe that someone else figured this out. He goes, it's perfect timing, though, because this must be a God thing. He said, I have been preparing the last six months in private the antidote for this. He goes, you don't understand. The die-off hasn't even started yet. They have weaponized snake venom with COVID-19. And then they're injecting it into 5 billion people already. He goes, the next thing they're going to do They're going to take aerosolized cobra venom, and they're going to spray it in airplanes. They're going to spray it in subway trains. They're going to put it in the air ducts of schools and hotels and motels. And only the vaccinated, as they inhale these venom peptides, when it gets into their lungs, the reaction of already having venom in their body because they were vaccinated against the cobra venom that's now in their lungs, their lungs are going to turn to cartilage and they're all going to start dying because they can't breathe. It's going to cause pulmonary fibrosis, which if you don't pay attention, you can't live with pulmonary fibrosis. You have to have your lungs transplanted. So he and that super, doesn't work too good, does it? No, he's super excited that I'm bringing this to light. And he, he said, he's already seen some of my interviews and he's like, oh my God, you're doing a great job. Like, staving off the barrage of negativism. He goes, you're right. Just stay on it. You're on a mission here. God gave this to you. Keep going. We're going to save millions of lives. Yes, we are. And yes, I am. So as far as the vaccines are concerned, 
People are already telling us. Some scientists already reached out to Dr. Jane Ruby. We're going to get them to actually confirm that. He's got the lot numbers. We'll do the chain of command stuff. We'll figure that all out as, as soon as he's brave enough. We'll do it. I'm not worried. But as far as the peptides or the animal venoms being in COVID-19 as an infection, being told it's an infection, that's already been proven. Y'all just don't know it. So back in June of 2020, there was a group of scientists in Italy who took blood, urine, and poop samples from multiple positive PCR COVID-19 patients with symptoms from multiple cities in Italy. And they took 10 people from multiple cities who did not test positive and had no symptoms. And then they ran blood, urine, and poop. And they wanted to see, is it possible that inside of the COVID-19 patients versus the non-COVID-19 patients or both, are there any animal snake venom peptides in their bodies? Because just two months earlier than this study, French geneticists said, the spike protein is most identical to two venoms of two snakes, the king cobra venom and the Chinese crate venom. So these Italy researchers just went like this on their own. Let's just take their blood samples, look for any peptides like this French study suggesting, and let's run it against the databases of all venomous peptides we know in the world. And to their shock, this is what they found. So this is the study, and it reads... Toxin-like peptides in plasma, urine, and fecal samples from COVID-19 patients, peer-reviewed and approved. Now, this was submitted, the findings for the study were submitted in June of 2020. It took a year and three months to get it approved and published. It got published just last October, okay? In this study, they said, I'll just read it to you, the results, and then I'm going to show you. For those listening and not watching, the results were this. There's toxin-like peptides, almost identical to toxic components of venoms from animals like conotoxins, which are deadly venomous marine snails. Uh, phospholipases, which was first discovered in king cobra venom ever. Phosphodiesterases, which is something in snake venom that actually cleaves or splices DNA. Zinc metal proteinases in all venoms and bradykinins also found very commonly in snake venoms. These toxin-like peptides from animals were identified in samples from COVID-19 patients, but not in a single one of the control groups. Now, what did they find? I'm going to show you on the screen. It's four pages of different toxic venom peptides. The first one. I'm showing you on the screen, was Malayan crate snake venom peptides. As you keep going down the list, you'll see Chinese cobra. You'll also see the spitting king cobra. How in the world that end up in them? There's eastern brown snake venom. There's 20 total snake venom peptides found in the poop, urine, and blood of COVID-19 patients only, not the negative COVID-19 patients. And then they found 16 toxic deadly venoms from snails in the ocean called conotoxins that are more lethal, this venom, than king cobra venom. And I have since found out is mass manufactured in factories, synthetically, alpha conotoxin that is super deadly, super deadlier than king cobra venom. They can make it in a factory and have been since 1989. And they said the synthetic version is just as deadly as the real version. 
That's what's in these people. They found 15 conotoxins. And then I'm going to show you one that's really odd to me. There's also a very deadly venom. And I, you, somebody's going to have to explain to me how this showed up in the poop, urine, or blood of a COVID-19 patient in Italy. Look at this. It's called the crown, the crown of thorn yep. starfish. Okay. How in the world did starfish venom get inside of COVID-19 patients? There's 36 total venom peptides. I said that they're using venom. The genetic researchers in January and April of 2020, independent of each other, one in China, one in France, these groups evaluating the spike protein said it's codon usage bias, which is a genetic term, meaning the source of origin of this gene is from two snakes, the Chinese crate and the king cobra. But that's not what you've been told. You were told it was bats. Geneticists said it wasn't bats. They said it was most similar to snakes. But fact checkers, I've learned since January, February, March of 2020, when they started publishing this in the media, based on these research studies out of China and and in uh, France, fact checkers went to work to make sure y'all didn't look at snakes. You only looked at bats. You know what's amazing? Sons of Liberty and Daughters of Liberty. You know what's amazing about this list? From Italy, in the poop, urine, and blood of every single COVID-19 patient that was positive, guess what's odd about that list? They didn't find a single bat nothing inside COVID-19 patients, but all of you have been told it comes from a bat. They were looking for bat peptides and then comparing it to see, is there any other ones? They only found 20 snake and 16 deadly marine venoms that are made in factories around the world. They're called biological weapons labs, and they're also called biological labs for pharmaceutical companies. I have since learned, and I did not know this, that the snake venom pharmaceutical drug complex is much, much larger and more powerful than even the drug manufacturing pharmaceutical industry. Uh, I did not know that. I had no idea. And then immediately people started saying, well, you can't swallow snake venom. Yes, you can. They say you can't swallow snake venom and get it past your stomach acid. Uh, Yes, you can. Drug companies have been making drugs out of snake venom for decades. In fact, everyone listening to this show right now, if your mom or dad or you or a loved one is on a high blood pressure drug called lisinopril, it's a little dry tablet and you're swallowing it. It's made by Merck. Lisinopril is made from snake venom. You don't even know it. But Let, every time you swallow it, it gets past your stomach as it yeah. gets to your gut and gets into your bloodstream. Can I ask you something about that? Because sure. they make all kinds of supplements um, to where it has some kind of a, a special coating that will go through the, I guess it goes, it can go through the stomach acid and then it gets released when it gets in the intestines, right? Does, does this kind of stuff happen with that as well? Absolutely. In okay. fact, Ask me if I find it ironic. Do you Mike find it Adams. ironic? <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike Adams, Health Ranger, uh, he was really upset that people were bashing me about you can't swallow snake venom peptides. It can't be delivered in water, blah, blah. I mean, they were all just complaining. He was shocked and even thought it was a God thing that on Wednesday morning, two days after the Stu, Stu Peters thing dropped, there's a company out of the United Kingdom. Y'all should look at it. It's called Venom. Tech, T-E-C-H, and this big old manufacturer of snake venom literally made a press release to the world on Wednesday morning, and this is what it said. (laughs) 
We can now mass manufacture snake venom peptides, like the ones I just showed you they found in COVID-19 patients. They announced we can make, we can mass manufacture snake venom peptides. And now we have a new technology where you can add nanoparticles to those snake venom peptides. And you can now deliver the snake venom peptides in a water delivery system. Now, uh, uh, they just said they figured out how to get you to drink it. And you could have the therapeutic or deadly uh, benefits of venom. But what they do is they make snake venom peptides and they're announcing to the world and all pharmaceutical companies around the world, we can now make it to where snake venom can be drank. You can just put these peptides in water and drink it like an Alka-Seltzer made with snake venom. And then you can drink it. Well, who's to say the CDC, you know, people are hating about the water. Uh, They can deliver this stuff in water. The UK just told you they could. The CDC is only testing water treatment facilities as the predictor for COVID-19 outbreaks in your town this whole last two and a half years, and no one was talking about it. I I haven't trusted the CDC at all in the way they handled this pandemic. Why in the world am I now going to turn my trust that I trust them messing with our water as the only predictor for outbreaks? That's weird. It's weird to me. The CDC, they have been putting in your drinking water for decades, dripping a toxic neurotoxin and a cancer-causing chemical called fluoride Fluoride. in your water. Yep. They've already been poisoning you for years. I'm I'm not trusting the CDC with this. I didn't trust them with the fluoride, so I went and put reverse osmosis filtering systems on my homes. Why? I don't trust what they're doing with our water. It wasn't beneficial to do that. It's dangerous. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to drink that. Also, I don't like the chlorine in all the water anyway. So we, we take it out. Imagine the world's shock when they found out. I said, I just think they're doing it in the water because I don't like the CDC messing with my water. And then it really bothered me. You know, there's been kind of a lull in COVID talk right now, in break, outbreaks. During this lull, just four weeks ago, the CDC came out and said, Walensky, the director, said, you know, we've had 400 water testing sites where we're looking every day in water for SARS-CoV-2 to tell you if you're going to have an outbreak soon, uh, which I don't trust or like. They just announced they've had 400 testing sites in 37 cities across the country this whole time since the pandemic started. But right now they're ramping that up and they're now going to spend millions of dollars. They're increasing those wastewater surveillance testing sites from 400 right now, people, to 647. So I'd like to ask you, if our government and every government around the world, including Scotland, Wales, England, France, if all of them are just looking at the water, which they are, they're saying they're looking for the water to find out if they can predict outbreaks in your town, they're looking in water for a respiratory virus. If they're looking there, why don't you look there? I mean, that's what they're doing. Why don't you look at it? It was just my opinion. I don't trust them. I don't like it. I haven't trusted them with fluoride in my water. Why would I trust that they're messing with water to predict COVID? You know what would have been better for me is if I would have heard or learned that they had an air filter testing system looking for SARS-CoV-2 in your airplanes, in your subway trains, in your hotels and hospitals and and, and, uh, offices. They say it's a respiratory virus and they're making you wear a mask. Why aren't they looking in? Like air filters. They say it's in the air. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Well, I think this gets to the the thing of where the whole germ theory is collapsing as far as I'm concerned. And I think they're using our ignorance because, look, not 
not a lot of us go around trying to figure out where the where the uh, the you know what a virus is if there even is one and and reading how they claim that they isolate virus I just I don't believe them I, I think it's a deception on I think they've been deceived and they're deceiving the public in that because you don't isolate it by sticking it with a whole bunch of other uh, you know DNA uh, of things that they're putting together to which they said they're going to isolate it what they which they don't so then this leads to this leads to some questions that I have. And that is, you addressed the fact of why the children weren't getting it, and you talked about the receptors in the lower part of the brain, uh, and nicotine was useful against that, alcohol was against that. I can just hear uh, my teetotal brothers out there uh, losing their mind over that. But but I do I do recognize that certain things happen like that. We had Dr. Andreas Calker on, and I don't know if you're familiar with him and his work, but they did a study out of Switzerland. He was treating everybody with not a drug, but with a natural compound, chlorine dioxide. And he said, he said, the only people I couldn't help were people who were ignorant or they were scared. They didn't want it. They didn't want to do it. He said, everybody. And he said, we don't just use it for that. He said, we treat staph infections with it. We treat uh, cancer. We treat virtually anything that comes in here can be helped through that because he says you're putting oxygen into the body, which is the death knell for any kind of disease. So it was really interesting. And he said, he told me then, we did the interview sometime last year, he told me then, he said, this is not a virus. He called it a blood disorder because he saw what it was doing in the blood. That's what he called it. And um, he says, so as far as I'm concerned, I'm treating something that's, that's in the blood. It's not, a, it's not a virus or anything like this. So I found that real interesting. But to get to the two things that, uh, that I think you, you were speaking about before, when you said you were angry, you had this righteous anger about how they, what they had done to your father-in-law. I, I share that. I, I don't, when I see, do some of these stories uh, of, you know, the older and the younger and the middle aged, everybody being taken advantage of and they're trusting in this system that's done nothing but it, well, it hasn't really helped people. It's, it's harmed them all over the place. Um, you know, my heart breaks for them too. But I get angry. And at the Sons of Liberty, the one thing that we're saying constantly is the one thing being left off out of everything, not just COVID, but everything that we see around is justice. And, you know, the Supreme Court has that writing on on the wall that says justice guards our liberty. And if you don't bring justice, you're not showing any mercy to the people who haven't done anything wrong you're emboldening the criminals to do it more and so this kind of comes to the the question you were talking about helping uh uh mr fulmer over there in germany and i know they had the whole you know people's court kind of thing or whatever and that's great for getting out information but man we gotta have something and in our county we're trying to implement back to a constitutional militia and a grand jury that the people control because the people are saying we want justice we want solutions and our representatives aren't doing it. The Fed coats aren't doing it. The, the the guys in blue aren't doing it. Nobody's doing it. They're not bringing justice. They're letting these guys go, and they're going along with them. What do you What are you wanting to see out of this? Because I, that's what I, we want to help people. Obviously, we want to find out exactly what the problem is, and I think that's part of what you're doing. And then have something that will really help them with, hopefully, without any side effects. And I haven't seen any of that with chlorine dioxide at all. But how, what, is, what, is your, what is your trajectory that you have as far as seeing it through to where the criminals are going to face uh, real justice, not a prison cell, but real justice like our forefathers used to bring in this country, which kept us free? What, what are you looking at for that? Oh, yeah. Now that you know what the weapon is that I'm pointing at, 
and you got scientists saying it's in the shots. It's never been disclosed on a single fact sheet or on a label for any of these vaccines they're injecting people around the world with. It has never been disclosed that there's venom of any kind inside of them. And if they have been envenomating, like venom poisoning people around the world, uh, that is an outright uh, crime to induce harm. And that is fraudulent. It is criminal. And what I expect is every single person who has promoted these shots, who has actually created these shots, scientists who have kept their mouth shut, who have worked in labs to create it, every snake venom expert who's known that COVID-19 is snake venom envenomation. Where have you all been? I've actually learned that most snake venom experts and research scientists in the snake venom field are under non-disclosure agreements they have to sign to do the research for pharmaceutical companies and their livelihoods are threatened, their career is threatened if they would have spoke out during COVID-19. They know every symptom to COVID-19 is snake venom. They know it all. Or venoms from marine snails. That's what they know. And uh, and I'm hoping they're prosecuted too because not doing anything is just as guilty in my mind to allow people to die. Amen. To That's right. Injected. Like all of you should go to prison. And the whole medical industrial complex should be upended. I mean, it's not, it's probably not going to happen, but why can't I have that futuristic view that that's exactly what should happen? Uh, and it should. You should all be prosecuted. Anybody who continues to open their mouth, and when I say anybody, I mean anybody who says you should get these shots that's been in the federal health agencies, executive positions in the government, post or now, all of y'all should go down. All of you. I totally, I totally agree. And you're, 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 you're singing our song here. That's what we've been saying the whole time. And the bought and paid for politicians too. Uh, I'm almost wondering if we shouldn't be going after some of the mockingbird media people because they're what? What do we find out? Thirty, forty percent of their advertising, you know, it's brought to you by Pfizer. Uh, so, you know, and Alberto, I, I, Alberto, I think he needs to go there first. I think he needs to take the first walk. You know, with the, the the short drop with the sudden stop, I think he needs to be the first one there. Uh, we can bring Fauci and the rest of the guys in too. And I think there's more than enough evidence. You know, we've looked at Fauci for what several decades, three or four decades, where he's been at this, and the conflict of interest for him, the FDA and the CDC is incredible. And of course, I point back to the Constitution. Constitution doesn't know anything about any of these three letter agencies, whether they're, and they certainly don't know anything about the health. Uh, they were never charged with looking after our health. Uh, but all of these are are unconstitutional. And this is why I say Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, the people are the law enforcement agency in this country. Under God, we're the ones to enforce the law, not the FBI, not the CIA, not the NSA, not any of these people. We're supposed to be doing it. And instead, everything's turned around. And I, I really believe, Dr. Artis, the thing is, you know, God warns of all kinds of judgments that will befall his people in Deuteronomy 28. And he brought them to bear. We've seen that in history, 70 AD on, on Israel. But I know God hasn't changed because, and man hasn't changed. And he deals out these things. You can go right down to Deuteronomy 28 and you can see the judgments just right in a line for America of what we're under. And I, the only remedy I, I see is repentance of the people towards God being reconciled through Jesus Christ and then bringing the justice that God says surrounds his throne and is a mercy to the people. And I, I, I take it that that's where you're at. You want to see that, too. 
And uh, I guess the thing is, we're just we're we can't even get attorneys to take on censorship issues. I mean, they shut anybody down who has questioned the official narrative. You know this. And now we're at a situation where when when information does come out and people do get to look at it, they want to censor that, too. And so they're as far as I'm concerned, the social media, the Mockingbird media, they need to be lined up with the rest of those guys you named there. Amen. I believe it. I totally agree. Yep. That would be my end goal. Get these vaccines abolished from the planet and then start prosecuting. And then there needs to be some justice to all the children who have been killed, Amen. the adults who have been maimed, and those who have been diseased and stricken as a result of the injuries to these vaccines and whatever they want to call the gain-of-function testing and the drug remdesivir that's been forced into the veins of everyone around the, around the world. That has the exact same side effects of a substance found in venom called cobra toxin. It has everything. You might as well just call it analogous or it isn't. So either way, I don't want cobra venom injected in my veins. You shouldn't either. And the mRNA shots, they have the same side effects as all venoms around the world from scorpions, spiders, snakes, and obviously shellfish. And if you think it's weird, your audience should go learn something. I just learned something three days ago. It's been amazing what world's been opened up since I released at least what I thought was enough to push the envelope and go, look, did you know that in 1975, the year before I was born, I was born in 76. In 1975, there was a congressional hearing and our Congress made the CIA just declassify a classified weapon project. It was called the heart attack gun. Yep. Yep. We got the video on that. This heart attack gun, they actually isolated from the venom of a shellfish. The one part of the venom that stops the heart of a man and woman in less than three minutes by causing a heart attack. And they put it in water and froze it and then shaped it into a little dart that they put in a gun. So thin was this piece of ice, they would shoot it into the body of a person undetected. The person didn't even feel it go in their body. It was so little. It would melt in the, pa the patient or person's or victim's body. And within three minutes, that venom would stop the patient's heart. That's and incredible. It un and it was undetectable. It was undetectable by autopsy. That's incredible. So they've been using the weapons of venom and physically putting it in water, freezing it, and then projecting it in the air with a gun? If that's not that's, far out, that was 50 years ago. That's incredible. That's incredible. weaponing venom since then. Dr. Artis, we got about 10 seconds here. Do you want to hang over just a little bit? I've actually got another show I got to okay. get on immediately right. get over this one. Yeah, hit it real quick. You had about five seconds here. Tell people where they can find out more about you. Yeah, you can go to thedrartistshow.com and uh, – I didn't even know it was on there, but there you go. The actual uh, <laughs> video is on there that made people go crazy. All right. All right. The world needs to pay attention to venom. That's the message. Okay. All right. Dr. Brian Artis, thank you for being on the show. I'll say goodbye to you real quick after we close out. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and Kate Shimrani will be on with us at 8 a.m. in the morning. See you.